Hey, what's going on, Boxing Freaks? We're giving you a two bonus episodes here on a Monday. So you're going to get our Monday review of Stevenson's Nakatali, and you're going to get on YouTube the interview I did with Michael Hunter last month, but this one's going to be on video platform on YouTube. So as soon as you guys are done listening to the Monday review, go to the link on our bio, go to the YouTube Net Rambling Network page, and watch the interview I did with Michael the Bounty Hunter as we anticipate his June 19th fight. So, without further ado, here's part one of your Monday bonus. Boxing Freaks, welcome to another episode of the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast Monday Review. You guys know what time it is. If you're not awoke or awake, however you want to say it, be awake. It's, it's Monday fucking morning, and me and B Ray are about to give you some Monday fucking reviews. I'm here with my co host, B Ray, in the motherfucking house. B Ray, what up? How you doing, man? Oh, pretty tired. <laughs> me too, man. It's been a long weekend. Yeah, partied up. Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. Especially Korean barbecue. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. Like it. I love it. Yeah. But uh, it's Monday Review. Be ready. We're going to review Shakur Stevenson's win against Nakatila or Nakatala or whatever. Nakatoma. Nakatoma. <laughs> Nakasakatumi. <laughs> but before we do that, Be ready, um, last uh, yesterday it was announced that former heavyweight champion and heavyweight contender. Alexander Provekian announces retirement from boxing. Now, you sent me the DM when I was cleaning the house. Yep. And you were like, well, they, you know, well, look look what happened. And I go, oh, not a surprise. I mean, he not lost really, to right? Dylan White. Mm -hmm. you Which know. was in March, I believe, yeah, right? I think it was in March, yes. It was in March. So, I mean, uh, like right here, it says Russian boxer Alexander Povekian said on Sunday he's retiring, citing lingering injuries, which I told you most likely that's what the case was. Yeah. They require treatment. The 41-year-old... Um, that was a 2004 Olympic super heavyweight gold medalist before turning pro, held the WBA title from 2011-2013. He had 36 wins, 3 losses, 1 draw in his professional career, including 25 knockouts. Um, B-Ray, I mean, he fought, the, he fought guys like Joshua, Dylan White, Vladimir Klitschko. Mm -hmm. um, he was supposed to be fighting um, Deontay Wilder, but tested positive for a banned substance. Uh, yep. Um, is this a surprise to you? Like now looking back uh, what I, at his track record and the fact that he said, you know, he has lingering injuries. Not really. And again, I forgot how old he is. Just reading he's 41. And and we've, we've mentioned this before in the heavyweight division. When you're at that age, you know, right, 40, and especially if injuries coming in, 
it's pretty much done. Like mm. it, it makes for for right from right there makes sense to call it a career. So you're right, it wasn't much of a surprise. But of course wanted to know your take on what would you feel on that. But to me, yeah, I wasn't really much surprised by that. He had a pretty good career. I think he had a pretty good heavyweight career. Um not that many heavyweights can can say they were a former heavyweight champion of the world. Right. Especially right now in this era yes. of heavyweight. Now if we're talking about in the early two thousands where you know, in the beginning of before the Klitschko era, everyone was a heavyweight champ. <laughs> For some reason, everyone held a fucking piece of that title. Yeah. Um, it was until the Klitschko era that, you know, they solidified their reign for, like, what, almost 10 years? Almost 10 years, almost I want to say. Like, eight years, eight maybe, year in total. Reign, yeah. Almost an eight-year reign by, say. by the Klitschko um, mm-hmm. regime. And he held one of the titles. That would, of course, Vladimir Klitschko went to Russia mm-hmm. and beat him for it. And again, he fought for the heavyweight title. Once more, when he um, when he almost upset Anthony Joshua. Remember, he fought Joshua. Mm-hmm. Josh, he stunned Joshua. Joshua came back, composed, and knocked him out. And then he kind of went on a, you know, kind of like a uh, kind of went back on a comeback trail. Yeah. He fought Michael Hunter, who I just um, I just announced before the thing. I'm yep. doing the I just interviewed him last month. But I'm putting the audio version, um, the video version on YouTube today. Which is as soon as you guys are done, go to YouTube and go yeah. listen to that. He fought Michael Hunter on the undercard of Ruiz um, Joshua too, and he should have lost that fight. I felt Michael Hunter spanked that ass. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, you know, he got awarded the draw. Yeah. Or I think the win. The draw, I'm sorry, the draw. I think it was a draw, if I remember. He got awarded the draw, and then he got a fucking fight against Dylan White, which is supposed to be a showcase for Dylan. Mm-hmm. And we got the upset yep. of 2020, which was mm-hmm. nobody expected that uppercut. And then the rematch happened, and he got thoroughly beat up by Dylan White. Yep. Now, right away, once I heard of the retirement, the first thing I thought, it has to be injury. It has to be injuries, yeah. And what chance do you have now in this era of the division of reclaiming the title? I don't... You got injuries. You know, right? I, I guess I don't want to say it. Zero. Zero chances right there. You know, big... Uh, like, let's look for... Like, let's look, let's look at it as if he wasn't going to retire. What was next for him? Honestly, really? I, I not much. And I'm gonna look at the division rankings. Okay. Now, so where you where you at not least much think about really, it. honestly. Like everyone there's I doubt that he, he could have gotten a a wilder fight. Of course not. They already made the announcement he's gonna be fighting Fury. Anthony Joshua's already it's almost it's like literally almost gonna be done with, with Usyk. Basically, yeah. It's already done with Usyk, right? Um God, who else? What? Big Baby Miller? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Miller, Miller's out for like another year, maybe. Another year, right? And that's if he stays clean. Exactly. Um, what, Dominic Brazil? <laughs> it does. It, it makes no sense, right? See? Like anything. Okay, so like I'm going to read the heavyweight division yeah, yeah. right now as far as we go into it. Tyson Fury, number one. And this is ESPN because it's the first thing I pulled up. ESPN has Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua at number two. Mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder, number three. Alexander Usyk at number four. Dylan White. Number, what the fuck? Oh, so ESPN has... Oh, they fucked up here. Oh, second number four. Uh-huh. Dylan White at number five. Andy Ruiz at number six. Seven is Joseph Parker. Number eight currently right now is Alexander Povetkin. Mm-hmm. So he was he was the number eighth ranked heavyweight. Now uh-huh. with him gone, the division moves up. Moves up. Joe Joyce at number uh, number nine and Michael Hunter at number ten. Of course, with the, with this announcement, most likely Michael Hunter now moves up the ladder. Uh, yeah, most likely. To probably yep. like number eight, number yep. uh, number nine. Right. He moves up the ladder in this one. Um, 
Is was he gonna fight Joseph Parker? I doubt it. I doubt Park, it. Was he gonna fight Andrea Ruiz? I doubt it. Was he gonna fight um, Dylan White again for a rubber match? I mm, doubt it. Yeah. Um, he would have to have lucked down Joe Joyce at this point. What does Joe Joyce get out of beating uh, Alexander Povetkin? Uh, nothing. Um, nothing. Michael Hunter would. I think Michael Hunter would like to go back and get that. You know, get get yeah. get the uh, get the payback for that fight. But he's moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a fight this week. You yeah, know, he does. wish him all the luck. Definitely. So, but wh- where does Povetkin go? That's kind of the question here. Where does Povetkin go from from here in the in the division? Like, if he didn't retire, like mm-hmm. if you actually look at it. He would have to fight the lower tier heavyweights, and do you really yeah. do you really want to be in a young man sport now with nah. all the with all the injuries that he may be having at the moment? Yeah, do you really want to be there? No, I don't think he doesn't know. I, it's best it's best not to. I think he made the right decision. Really, there's no shame to it. It's really not at all. I'm, I'm trying to look at another rankings. I know the ESPN is you know uh-huh. very biased when it comes to their rankings. You think so? <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you? Really want to go through that? I mean, uh, I everyone's talking about how like they purposely edit the record of Lomachenko. Remember that one? Everyone was talking shit about it. How they had him zero, <laughs> no yeah. losses. There, yeah. But I guess they're saying, oh, that was like a typo. <laughs> like, I mean, look at look at the division right now. Like the WBC had him ranked number eight at number nine was Effie Adjakbe, which is like a fucking straight up like killer. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Philip uh, Hervik. Uh, WBA had him. WBA didn't even have him ranked. <laughs> I wow. the IBF had him nowhere ranked. I don't see him ranked anywhere. Anywhere. Huh? WBO, he wasn't ranked anywhere. The WBC was the only division that had him ranked. Wow. And he was the number eighth ranked heavyweight. Wow. So I mean, I, I mean, I wish him all the luck. He, he his career again not a bad career. Former uh, gold medalist in the super heavyweight division. You know he showed promising in the beginning. Yeah. Of course, he ran through the he ran into Vladimir Klitschko, and at that time, nobody was going to be Klitschko. No, he was he unstoppable. Put a, he put a good fight. He went mm-hmm. the distance with the champ. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say so. Yeah, you know, um, fought Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. You know, gave Joshua a good fight. Um, I wish him all the luck in his future endeavors. Was, yeah, me too. Um, Alexander Povetkin um, never was a world beater, but he was the type of guy that if you weren't on your A game, mm-hmm. he's gonna beat you. Oh yeah, he was gonna be all over you. That was that that was kind of Alexander Povetkin type fighter. Mm-hmm. I think he wasn't he wasn't the fastest fighter, he wasn't the smartest fighter, mm-hmm. he wasn't the strongest fighter, but he was the type of guy if you weren't on your A game, he was gonna give you a tough yep, fight. And we saw that with you know, we we see that with the losses he has. Yeah. So we For wish sure, him all really, the luck. We really do. All right, let's move on to the next topic. So, my bad, guys. So, um, while we were watching last night's, uh, last night's, sorry, Saturday night's fight, um, ESPN announced that Teofimo Lopez and Top Rank have now reconciled and have now reconstructed a new contract for Teofimo Lopez, which means after this uh, this uh, Saturday night's fight on Thriller, mm-hmm. it's a one-off. He's going back to ESPN. He's going back to Top Rank. And right here, I was reading the article. It says, lightweight champ Teofimo Lopez and Top Rank are now back in good terms. Lopez and Tom Brank have agreed to restructure the contracts. Sources confirm. In the new agreement, Lopez will have a minimum purse raised from the previous amount of $1.25 million and will have the opportunity for pay-per-view bouts. Sources claim the information was first reported by The Athletic. You already made a sigh. Yeah, I when they said that, 
uh, I was like, well, two years, right? They said, I think it was two years. Two years, they said, there we go. I, I was just like, I was really hoping that he would just, you know, get out of his contract. But I'm going to assume that whatever they, they, they negotiated must have made Opus goes, all right, this is worth it. For two years, this is worth it. So one of the things I hope, and we mentioned it, I hope it's in the contract or something <clears throat> where he's able to branch out if possible. Because if Top Rank can't meet up to his person. There we go, right? So like perfect example for this weekend's fight, he's making three point nine million dollars on the thriller app. Now Timothy Bradley said on Saturday Night Telecast, I mean Thriller isn't really known for paying their fighters on time. <laughs> I think I forgot what fighter's still saying that he hasn't been paid yet. Oh man, wow. So um I don't know what top rank offered him. Again, he's uh his next fight will be in October on a pay per view fight mm-hmm. on ESPN pay per view. I said to you while we were watching the telecast, I said they must have offered him a good amount of money. Remember, he was uh, he was guaranteed a million per fight. He said, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm the champ now. I beat your guy. Mm-hmm. I need more money." And he's they, every right for that. Yeah, they weren't gonna offer it to him. So Thriller, you know, put the per, won the purse bid. Yeah, and that's why he made three point nine. He's gonna make three point nine million on this on this mm-hmm. fight. Toprak must have came back, offered him a better deal. And if I'm and if I'm the management of TFM Lopez, I would have off put on the contract that if you cannot meet the minimum requirement, the purse, the, the minimum purse requirement for TFM Lopez, mm-hmm. he has the right to shop the fight around anywhere he yep. wants. Yeah, because there's good fighters he can fight right outside of top rank, obviously. Yeah. So that's why I, I kind of like sided like two years, like fuck. There Might has be to be. A, I hope to be. there's a contingency where if the Bob like Bob Arum notoriously right now says that. Crawford's not a pay-per-view fighter. Hence the reason he doesn't put him on pay-per-view. Hence the reason that Spence Crawford is not being made. Mm-hmm. Crawford should have in his contract. Okay, cool. You don't think I'm a pay-per-view fighter, but maybe there's a sucker over here that will mm-hmm. pay me the amount of money that I think yep, I'm worth. Exactly. So I, I should be allowed to jump here and do that. Because that's what Teofimo Lopez did here. Basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- not did. There was a purse bid for him mm-hmm. and George Cambrosum. Remember, ESPN put their money up. DAZN put their money up, yep. and I think the money was going to go to DAZN, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because DAZN was willing to pay a bit more. Pay but a little then... bit, I think, and then here comes <laughs> Thriller. Thriller <laughs> whip and, this cock out. And they whipped, their, they whipped their streaming cock out, and that's when they were like, oh, no, we'll take this fight for $6 yep, million. that's what happened. And then they were both like, yeah, I don't think we're going to pay $6 million for this fight. Yeah, go for it. Take it. Because yep. remember, Cambrose is a matchroom fighter. Yeah. Teal female is a top rank fighter, fighter, and they're gonna be fighting on the thriller rap. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> it's just crazy, right? It is actually, yep. yep. Which I mean, it's yep. crazy. So to me, I hope that Teal Female Lopez has that contract, has that stipulation on the contract going, okay, cool. If you can't guarantee me this amount of money, then I can go shop this around somewhere else. I can go to the zone going, hey, do you wanna buy this fight? Hey, BBC, do you wanna buy this fight? Showtime, do you wanna buy this fight? I am allowed to go anywhere if you cannot guarantee me mm-hmm. the purse that we have agreed on on the contract. I'm hoping that that goes by. I because hope so, too. He seemed very disgruntled the lead-up to the Lomachenko fight. He felt they were against him. They felt he wasn't going to win. Um, he was he was very outspoken about the pay structure he was getting paid for now that he's a champ mm-hmm. and the respect he was not, he was not getting yep. from his own promotion team. He made it very known, I'm out. He, I think he did an interview going, I think I have two fights, two or three fights left with them. 
And after that, I'm, I might, I might not, I might just gonna, I'm just gonna run these fights through, and then that's it. Again, there must have been something on the table. They mm-hmm. must have offered him something to stay an additional two years. The October fight. Why do I'm just assuming he's gonna move up to 140 and fight for the undisputed title? The Josh Taylor. That's a good pay per view fight. Get, you know, right? Like if they told if they told us that's the fight in October. Let's say if he wins and they said that's the fight. I think that's a word. Remember, Josh Taylor goes, I only fight on the speed of champs. He made it very known. So. Very well known, yes. <laughs> and it wasn't, I think it, Lomachenko did an interview saying, well, you know, he is the undisputed champ. He beat me. Uh-huh. He, Tio, uh, Lomachenko gave credit to Teofimo Lopez. He beat me. He, he's the undisputed champ. Mm-hmm. So maybe that that's kind of hinting at it. I think the WBC even clarified, yes, Teofimo Lopez is the undisputed champ. <laughs> so it's almost kind of like clearing up the thing from Josh Taylor's remarks, going, "I only fight for under, I only fight other undisputed champs. I don't just fucking like Terence Crawford. He made it very known, like, yeah, you were, you were undisputed at one forty, but you ain't undisputed at one forty seven. <laughs> I ain't fucking with you. Yeah. I mean, he has options. Maybe that's he the does. Big, maybe that's the big money fight that in is. October. Taylor. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, that Lomachenko. He's fighting in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Probably a rematch with Lomachenko. Is, is there any interest for a rematch if Lomachenko comes back and looks good? Is it is it interesting enough to be on a pay-per-view, though? Mm, Are you really going to bank honestly, on a pay-per-view fight? Yeah, no, not not pay-per-view. No. You got to put him against somebody. I know they were saying yeah. Devin Haney. Devin Haney for sure, I know yeah. That's what they were mentioning on the telecast. Devin Haney, Devin yeah. Haney. You Devin think Haney, that's a yeah. pay-per-view fight? That's a, for sure, that's a pay-per-view fight. So they can at least, they, they can easily build it up. Like, all right, who's really the Undisputed Champion? At 135. Who's a real legit fighter? Who's legit, a legit champ yep, in 135? Exactly. Okay. So they could sell us. Lomachenko, no. If he fights Lomachenko, for sure, it's like, like the first time on ESPN, ESPN Plus. But pay-per-view, no. Well, they did good ratings for that fight. They did really good ratings. They did. They may, they think it, they may think it might translate into pay-per-view buys. They might do that because, of course, it's it's easily can be understand like that way. Especially if you put it as a double header, double championship header, like on the main event... Let's say Lomachenko rematch. Lomachenko, Teofimo Lopez, and on the undercard, the co-main event on the card, the co-main event, Shakur Stevens versus Jamel Herring for the WBO they could, uh, to junior see lightweight they title. Now they stack that shit up, yeah. They stack it up. Like, that's a pay-per-view worthy. That's a good pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Like you got yeah. a good main event, co-main event, and then you put like Baranga, and what was that other fighter you liked that fought on the undercard last night? I mean, Sanders Zayas. Sanders Zayas uh, yeah. on Saturday. Like Puerto Rican kid, yeah. You put, you put Baranga, who's right now on a knockout streak, Yep. And you put Xander Zayas on the undercard. That's a great fucking fight. Yep. The Branga just fought like last month, so he he's good to clear up to October for sure. Oh yeah. You know, uh, what's the other guy? Xander Zayas. Xander Zayas yeah, just yeah. fought. Yeah. Give him a couple weeks to fucking you know relax. Put him in a fight. Put him in yep, a fight yep. card in October. Again, this is all based on if Teofimo Lopez gets passed through Cambosa this exactly, Saturday night. Exactly. Yep. That's the on, That's only if he gets passed. Mm-hmm. If not, even then, that'll make a good rematch pay per view too. That's Which is true. a good fight. I can't wait to break that fucking fight down. Me too. Week. Me too. That is a fuck. I don't know why I'm. I'm thinking, that's a show stopping fight. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I don't know why. I think that fight ends in a knockout, man. I'm. I'm watching both tapes mm-hmm. right now. I'm probably giving me early prediction by saying that. I just see that fight not going to distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give my further details no, during exactly. the week, but mm-hmm. that's a fight you can't miss. I, and it's in the weekend where you got fights. On Showtime. Showtime as well. You got the zone, right? Having a fight too. I think the zone. It's I could like be a, wrong. It's like almost a fucking triple header. Yep. And different networks. I think Charlo fights uh, on, on the 19th. Okay, yeah. so we got a big ass prediction episode coming Thursday. I really do. We have a really a good prediction yep. episode coming Thursday. But again, that's kind of the news that you know he signed with the 
with Tom Frank again. All right, let's move on to it. That's my mm-hmm. lead up. So, um, Bob Aaron put um, Bob, so it puts a WBC lightweight champ, uh, junior lightweight champ Oscar Valdez is set to return to the ring in September for a volunteer title defense against Robinson Con- Conciliao. What I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> in uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Valdez coming off a significant upset over Virtue in February to win the title. He's delivered devastating knockout. Since that victory, Valdez has been called out by sim- by multiple junior lightweight contenders, including Shakur Stevenson. Stevenson has it multiple times during the week that Valdez is the opponent he wants next, which mm-hmm. is, of course, that's the plan. Top rank, which promotes Valdez and Stevenson, settling. Uh, <laughs> says top rank plan. Okay, so top rank plans, plans to put Valdez against the winner of Stevenson Herring, assuming all parties involved continue to win. Okay, mm-hmm. so actually, my plan is actually working then. It's Herring next. It, it looks like it might be next, yeah. Do you agree with that plan then? Yeah. I, I thought that, that was a waste of time going through the article. No, that's fine. That sounds pretty uh, exciting, actually. You think he if only, it goes to that direction, yeah. That he goes so Stevenson won on Saturday. Yeah. Um, most likely will fight. Let's say in October. Let's just let's just say. Yeah. Let's go through my plan. Mm-hmm. He like he just won. He and Stevenson versus Herring in October on the under uh, on the co-main event mm-hmm. of Teofimo Lopez, whatever, you know, to be announced. Mm-hmm. And then he let's say he gets past Herring. And then maybe fights at the end of the year in December or fights early next year against Valdez. Yeah. You think that's a good fight? I think that's a very good fight for him. He needs to show it, really. He does. And I'm saying that based on because of what everyone is fucking saying about Shaker Stevenson. So let's get into that, then. It's, yeah, exactly. Let's get into it. So Saturday night, you know, the Virgin Hotel. Virgin Hotel. Arena. Shakur Stevenson making his second fight at Junior, uh, junior Lightweight mm-hmm. against... Uh, Jesus Christ, you get to get yeah. Uh, I don't know his first name, but his last name is Naka, Nakatila. Jeremiah Nakatila. Nakatila, Nakatoma. Nakatoma, Nakasakatumi. Fought to a 12 round decision. So, Beard, me and you were very excited for this fight. We were like, oh, cool, let's watch this guy. Yeah. Um, We made our predictions the, during the week that we both felt this was going to go the distance. And, and, and Early on, it didn't look like it didn't was going look that way. The distance. No, it did not. Maybe like the first sh- what three rounds, four rounds. I want to say. Oh yeah. I was like, whoa! It doesn't that seem like it's gonna end I in the twelfth round? I go. We might be wrong tonight. Right? <laughs> we were feeling that way. Oh, I was. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. The funny thing is, I was thinking when when I did my prediction, <laughs> I was leaning towards. I think he might get a technical knockout. Right. And but then you convinced. But I, you know, guess what? You convinced me otherwise to go decision. So I'm like, and when I'm watching the fight, I kept looking at you like, I can't believe I let you convince me. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I was like looking at you like, I don't know if you caught me. I'm, down, I'm like looking at you like, I can't believe this asshole convinced me to do decision. How the fuck did he convince me? I know more than him. How the fuck did he convince me? <laughs> Again, this is, uh, that one for sure was based on just good feeling. Especially what you told me of the guy's record. I was like, you know what? He's, again, he's just going to be there just to survive. I go, um, I don't think he went to survive. No, no, he wasn't. And I, exactly, I was about to say that. That's not what it looked like Saturday night. Nope. I mean, the guy was there to fight. Um, he just he just couldn't find the target. No, he just couldn't. He oh, can I can we mention that right away? The ref. I was gonna say that's why I put my head. Like, can we mention the referee? Quick? The ref valió verga. <laughs> I've never seen a ref obsessed with tangling of the feet. Watch your feet. Watch your feet. <laughs> I felt that that was his first time um, 
refereeing a fight between a southpaw and orthodox fighter. It had to be, right? Because even the commentators are going, that's normal. You shouldn't be really be like, you know, how do you, he like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he was like warning them, like, hey, I'm going to deduct a point. And they were like, who are you going to deduct? That's that's what happens, like you said, when a southpaw meets with a with a uh, orthodox. Yeah, who are you gonna who are you gonna deduct the top or the bottom? Guy exactly, the bottom foot. Who are you gonna deduct? Who are you gonna deduct? That made no sense to me. Ma- no horrible fucking, fucking sense. ref. Horrible For real. fucking ref. I felt that he was like, there's some refs that just like they need to say something in the fight. Now, I I say when that well, not but all three of the knockdowns were actually legit knockdowns. They only one got counted as a knockdown. You're right. There were three, basically overall three, right? Three knockdowns, but only one was not counted. <laughs> from the from a distance, I felt they tangled. Yeah, I felt if they really did tangle, then say, "Hey guys, watch your feet," because we're gonna keep encountering this type of fucking shots. Mm-hmm. But they weren't. Huh. There were times where he just come on and watch your feet, watch your feet, and then midway through the fight, tells him. <laughs> I'm going to have to deduct the point if you guys keep fucking with your feet. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I was thinking, who the, who's a moron that fucking lied to him about and, that rule? And I felt that after that, my pee popped. After that, the fight started dwindling down to like now both guys were just being, both guys were being cautious about their feet. Yeah, they were kind of cautious. And the ref, you can tell the ref was just keeping an eye on their fucking feet. He wasn't keeping an eye on anything else. Nothing else. I even made that joke like, Dickie, one of them can hit someone on the dick. He probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> One can headbutt somebody and they don't even care. Wouldn't even care. He's like a shit at your feet. Um, Shakur Stevenson went in there, boxed perfectly. Landed some good shots, man. Landed great shots, closed the distance, was was able to land when he needed to. The left hook was the one that I can think of the most. He was landing. Oh, yeah. Um, Should he have stepped up the, the pace, do you feel? Like, watching the fight, do you think he should have stepped up? I know that Bradley kept saying, and, and Andre Ward oh, kept saying, God. step up the pace. Like, you... You look like you can go another gear. Like, why are you still in this same um, monotone pattern, monotone rhythm? Like, you you can step it up, and this guy's not going to catch up to you. I, I would have liked it, my opinion. I would have liked it to uh, press on the action just a little bit more. I guess t- test him out. That's something I would have done just to see. Okay, let me. You know, you know. I I know sometimes I know that you know it's a risk, um, and it's easier said than done. But my opinion, I would have loved to see that him. Shakur Stevenson. Pressing on a bit more. Um, do you think Shakur Stevenson looks like he's a student of the game? You think he he viewed this fight? Oh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase it. Do you think he saw the Devin Haney Lenars fight and viewed? Well, Haney was doing great boxing, hitting this guy when he wanted mm-hmm. to, but when he decided to like press this guy for the knockout, look what happened. Do you think, as a student of the game, he looked at it as like? I mean, I'm not gonna because I'm not gonna press this guy because this guy doesn't seem defeated mentally or physically. We did mention that as well. If I press him, I do put myself in the firing range to get caught by something stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can probably get the knockout early, but I put myself in a situation where I don't want to be. Look what happened to Haney. That was my mentality when Ward and Bradley were saying, "Well, he needs to press him. He needs to press him." The guy never looked deterred. He never Hurt. looked defeated. Hurt. Never look hurt. Never look hurt. At best, maybe, I think the risk would have been there that maybe um, Stevenson would have lingered a little too mm-hmm. long and maybe uh, uh, Jeremiah would have find, would have been able to find that right mm-hmm. hand because that's all he was from uh, from what they were saying. He was just a right-handed fighter. Yeah. All he was is a jab straight right down the middle. Maybe he would have found something. 
we won't know until we saw until we see it. Yep. Um. Shakur Stevenson said afterwards, he hit me with he hit me with some shots that I didn't like to get hit with. Yeah, and that's kind of made me just stay with at the at the pace I want to stay in. What was your take on that? Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know if the, again I don't know if he didn't really have much an excuse. He just said it. Maybe he lied, but I did feel pretty weird about that because it sounded like even the comments were saying it sounded like he was kind of saying admitting I don't like to get hit. I don't like to be get hit, and since I got hit, I don't know which part. He just didn't want to press on the action, so I feel funny about that. So I don't know if that was really true or not. Again, we're not in the ring; we can't feel this exactly. Guy's power. We don't feel it. I'm nope. still going with the notion that I, yeah, I'm winning the fight. I'm hitting him with the with the left hook. I'm jumping in, jumping out. I'm pressing the issue when I step up, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. He can't he can't keep up, but he still has his power. He still has the reflexes. He doesn't look like he's bothered by anything I'm doing. He just looks no. frustrated. He's more frustrated than defeated. Let me just keep doing what I'm doing and let me just get the let me just get the W. Yeah. I'll I'll look I'll look sensational in the next fight then because this guy is just awkward. He even called him awkward. He called him awkward, yep. That's the way I took it. You know, um they, there must have been some punch or he must have felt like, you know what, nah, I'm not gonna put myself in that situation to get to get hurt or put myself in a situation you know where there were where they're gonna just criticize yeah, him even more. There I mean, were times where he did land like a good shot on 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 Stevenson. I forgot, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what they were grazing shots though yeah. because that's why he still had the little yeah. I forgot what they call it. Yeah, he had like a, a little nick right here. Little, little, yep, yep, little, right in the mar- eye. Little marker, mark, little marker on the eye, under the eye. Huh? Yep. No, but do you agree? Do you need to look sensational? Like, like, I mean, as a boxing fan, do you think you need to look? Like Triple G, or do you need to have? Does every fight need to be a gaudy fight where it's blood and guts no. to be entertaining? Like, were you entertained? By you know fight? what? I I was still in a way entertained. Yes, because the whole the whole, every every round you, you you how do you say it's like you're anxious. Like, okay, is 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 he gonna get the knockout or something's gonna go down here? So in a way, it was still entertaining. Mm. But as some people say. The ones that they're trying to capture are the casuals. I think that's a different story with them. They're the ones that fucking see Gotti Ward. For years, since I started watching boxing and since I started to talk uh, people now all about boxing, I learned that. I learned that for the casual fucking fans. They love those blood and guts war boxing fights. To them, that's boxing. Well, no, to now this generation of boxing is Jake Paul getting first-round knockouts. Nah, that's true. <laughs> they want that. They're, you know that this generation is going, well, why is Jake Paul getting first-round knockouts? He's not even a boxer. And this kid, a mm-hmm. former Olympian, went 12 rounds with this guy. Jake yeah. Paul would have knocked that guy out already. You got to look at it now. Like, you're right. Casual yep. fans think of Gotti Ward. This generation of casual fans think of Jake Paul. Yeah, that's sad. That's that is sad, sad right? I mean, that's like, so view it that sad. way, right? Yeah, pretty much. If you view it that way, like, if you talk to a millennial, if you talk to a youngster now who's mm-hmm. woke, he, you tell him Gotti, he'd be like, who? Exactly. Jake Paul? Oh, the boxer. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm sorry. That's how it is. <laughs> um, I like I liked boxing, and uh, I was entertained by uh, Shakur Stevens. I was still entertained, yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's there to be great, which is great. But, yeah. You know, 23 years old, 16 wins. Maybe you need to take it a little bit slow. Yeah. 
maybe you needed to get more comfortable with your strength. Mm-hmm. He's only 23. I don't even think he's developed that strength yet. No, not yet. I don't think so. You know, 16 and 8. It's, he's knocked out half of his opponents. Half of his opponents, basically. Have been knocked down or mm-hmm. TKO'd by him. I mean, I don't know. Pretty, uh, yeah. It's, but, but the thing is, that most likely it's going to go to that. Where I don't think he's going to get another, whatever you want to call it, tuna fight or... No, I think he's gonna go after those uh, big names. And if you're Jamal Herring, after watching this performance, are you more co- are you confident or are you more like hmm? confident? Think I so? f- I feel like that makes him confident going to that fight if it gets made for sure. He's gonna be confident. <clears throat> he's gonna be feeling, oh, I got this kid. I just need to press this kid a little bit more. Pretty pretty much pretty much. Because I'm looking at the last. Because he fights. didn't like to be pressed, by the way. When when the moments when he got him in the corner and oh, he did not like to get pressed. He just. Yeah. I felt that Jeremiah, if he knew, if he knew how to be an inside fighter, would have yeah. given fucking Shakur even a rough night. Yep. There oh, were yeah. moments I felt like that uh, Shakur did not like. like no. When he didn't like when the guy was physical on him and pressed and impressed him on yep. the ropes. I felt that if the guy was an inside puncher, like if he knew how to fucking like mm-hmm. dig in those hooks. If you know how to stab in those left hooks and right hooks into Shakur's body, or just touch them up in the inside, like yeah. even if you're just hitting the elbow, fuck them, but hurt them. Mm-hmm. That would have given him. That would have given him a good night. Yeah, a good fight. A, a very good. That fight. That guy just didn't know how to fucking fight in the inside. He oh, because he was awkward. He was a no. He was a. <laughs> I know. He was an outside fighter. He knew he. This guy uh, likes to stretch out his whole entire left arm mm-hmm. to set up the fucking right cannon. Yep. Shakur never gave him the distance. So, I mean, with him, that guy needs to go back and learn how to fight inside fighting. Because, yep. dude, when he got physical on him, Shakur didn't know what to do. Shakur fucking ran, circled, not ran. He circled, he got <laughs> he, in his bicycle and circled the he ring. He circled around the ring, yep. He and did he that. was like, no, 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 I don't like that. Yep. I don't like that. You can tell that he did not fucking like it in that one. And I'm bit. assuming Jomar Herring saw that and go, like, oh, okay, this kid doesn't like to get doesn't like to get cornered that yep. much. Okay, cool, guess what? I'm, I know how to fight in the inside. Yep, that might, that's going to be one of the game plan, yep. You know, um... One uh, one of the comments too, I found it. What what do you, what's your take on him saying that he's a hundred and thirty uh, thirty pounder and he's accomplished more than Floyd Mayweather, Pretty Boy Floyd did, and that if he were to fight Pretty Boy Floyd, he would beat him. <laughs> watching this, watching the Saturday Night Performers, do you think that even comment even? That comment is laughable. I'm sorry. I like to think pe- people forget Floyd was a fucking beast at the lower at the lower weight class. The Floyd was a beast. So, him saying that, sorry, Floyd would have fucked him up. And I like the top rank, um, Timothy Bradley even recognized that, saying, like, <laughs> dude, like. By the way, we got to mention about how Bradley was looking at Andre Ward when they were when they were talking about how, like, he should have pressed the action. <laughs> and I like how you came back by going, fucker, when you pressed the action, you got rocked by Provodnikov. <laughs> And Jesse Vargas. <laughs> and Jesse Vargas. But Bradley was just looking at Andre Ward like, no, no, motherfucker. He should have pressed the action. But anyways. But yeah, what they mentioned about Floyd was was, was great as well. Yes. And they acknowledged that. Because it's true. Floyd would have. I'm sorry. Floyd would have pieced that kid up. Yeah. Floyd would have pieced him up. I think it would have been a nice technical fight. But I think Floyd pieces him up. Oh, yeah. I think inside, he would have pieced him up. Um... I, yeah, he was a beast. I think as soon as Floyd realized this kid doesn't have the pop to get me, yeah, he's fast enough, but mm-hmm. as soon as I time his speed, he's done. He's done. Yep. He would have pieced him up. Um, I thought the promotion going into that, I, I, I think if you're going to say, I'm better than Floyd, I'm better than Pretty Boy Floyd in this division, mm-hmm. you should have gone out this yeah. Saturday night, this past Saturday night. and Showed it, right? Showed it. Even if he didn't knock him out, you should have just beat the shit out of him. Right. 
I didn't see it. Yeah, like, you should have Diego Corrales, this guy. That, too. You should have Diego. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he didn't knock out there. He beat up Diego Corrales. He did, actually. Like, that's what you should have done. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have pieced him up. Yep. Not done. Like, again, I'm a boxing head. I love the performance. He showed, he showed, he knew how to cut the distance. Mm-hmm. He knew how to take away this guy's weapon for 12 rounds. He was able to neutralize this guy for 12 rounds. I love it. I love the sport. I love the sweet science. But, again, if you're making comments about if I was, if Floyd was 130 pound right now, I'd beat him. Last Saturday night, I didn't see that. Sorry. I didn't see that. Did not see that. I'm thinking that I'd rather win tonight, look sensational in my next fight. Right. You should have done since You should have. Yeah, win the fight, but you should have pieced him up a little bit more. He was open for that. Oh, fuck yeah, he was open for that. He was open a lot of times for those punches. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that he was kind of hesitant, but like he said he got hit with the punch that he didn't like, and that's what made him very yeah. very uh, conservative, and he also felt he was awkward, so it made him even more conservative, so he took the route of, I'm just going to win a points decision, which is great, mm-hmm. which is great. But like Andre, like, um, Andre, even Andre goes... There's winning by decision, but there's also pressing the guy and still winning by decision. It looked yeah. impressive. Here was like, okay, you look impressive. You look good, but it's not an impressive way. An impressive way, exactly. Bradley wanted more of like, dude, just get in there and firefight with his ass because <laughs> you're faster than him. You better beat your defense. You're going to beat him anyways. No, there's... Bradley shouldn't talk. <laughs> like I mentioned, yep. <laughs> Bradley shouldn't talk because he didn't press the issue against Varkas. He could have, if that was the case. Yep. <laughs> there are many instances where Bradley never pressed issues, and when he did... We saw what happened. We saw what happened. So yep. Bradley Chen's talk. <laughs> Ward, I'll, I, I rather take more. I rather take Andre Ward's advice than I do Timothy Bradley. Yep. When Andre Ward goes, yeah, you're right. He should press the issue, but press the issue more of pushing the guy, seeing where you can take him to. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, backing the guy down. You already, yeah. you already got him scared of your counter punching. Back him up. Let's see what he can do. Maybe, maybe you'll beat the fight out of him, or yep. maybe. Maybe he, you're not, but you're not gonna know if you don't press him. Exactly. You know, and he didn't. He didn't do it. So, no, he did not. So Jamar Henry's next. Oscar Valdez is probably next as well. He'll win the belt. Two division. He'll be a three, a two or three division champ. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. That's my review. Yeah, that's, that's it. pretty much it. Mine, mine too. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll be back this Thursday to do our breakdown. I'm gonna put out the card so we get so we uh, at least tell fans what we're gonna be breaking mm-hmm. down to them. Schedule, is scheduled. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Internet's a little bit acting up. Shit. So three cards. You got uh, Tiafimo Lopez in Miami for Thriller on Thriller pay per view streaming app. Tiafimo mm-hmm. Lopez, George Cambosa, twelve rounds. WBO, WBA, IBF, and WBC. I'm assuming belts. Yeah. And franchise. then Inve- And then you got oh, and ESPN. You got Inoue, who's like a, who ESPN has a hard on for. Hard on for him. <laughs> He defends his belts, uh, IBF and WBA um, bantamweight belts against Michael Daz Marinas, and then you got. Hold on, guys. I'm trying to look one, for the other one. I know this is probably on Showtime. I don't know this is anywhere else. Yeah, you got Showtime Jamal Charlo versus Juan Macias Montiel, which, oh ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I just finished watching um, All Access Charlo Montiel on June. Oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not, I I'm very interested in that fight. Alright. I'm pretty interested. I'm 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 thinking about seeing how I can watch both fights at the same right. time. I don't know. I for sure would try to have no plans this weekend. <laughs> and then also Julio Cesar Chavez versus Anderson Silva. Ten rounds cruiserweight division. At the same time in the other card, just saw Chavez Senior versus Hector Camacho Jr. Middleweight division. And 
Omar Chavez versus Ramon Alvarez. So the Chavez event. <laughs> oh, For really? all you people that want to watch it, it's on Mexico on pay-per-view. But if you have a fire stick, you can watch it legally. You can yeah, watch it exactly. Watch it for free. And, wait. Oh, Jaime Munguia's fighting? Oh, really? That's what it says, Jaime Munguia. Huh. It says a little later. Oh, okay. thought it was too. Yeah. But uh, if it is, we got the announcement, so there you go. Pretty much. Well, look, this is one that we're going to give our predictions on. Jamal Trello, Juan Macias Montiel, um, Tiafima Lopez Cambrosa, and Inoue versus the Daza Marinas. Okay. Those three fights we're going to give our prediction on. And maybe if we're, if we're tickled, we'll give you the prediction on Anderson Silva Chavez Jr. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> I doubt it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for downloading tonight's episode. Don't forget to go to our YouTube channel on the Rambling Network to watch the interview I did with Michael the Bounty Hunter, who's fighting on the undercard of Tiofimo Lopez against Mike Wilson in a WBA title eliminator. Don't forget to check that one out. It was a good interview. I conducted that in May. So that was an audio platform. Mm-hmm. I'm putting out the video. Uh, plat- I'm putting it on the video on YouTube, Rambling Network. It's going to premiere on uh, noon before this episode's out. So again, when you're done with this episode, then tune into YouTube mm-hmm. to watch that. Uh, yep. Um, don't forget to follow us on the Rambling Network on Instagram. Don't forget to get some merch. We got the new hoodie out. I'm going to take a picture of the hoodie that I just got. I um, had it mailed to me. It looks fucking beast. Get your summer body on. Get your banquet body on. If you got a beer belly, showcase. We give the fuck. It's summer. It's fucking hot outside. Exactly. It's going to be 109 this week. Come on, guys. Yeah. So keep it cool. Yeah. B-Ray. Show the guns. Plug your shit. Plug my shit. Guys can find me on Instagram. B-Ray89. Pulse on wrestling. Boxing. Bunch of fucking fuckery for sure. So you guys can catch me there. Hit me up. Any questions. You don't give a fuck. Just don't be too weird about it. But yeah, hit me up about anything. Other than that, enjoy your <laughs> week. We'll be back on Thursday. Laters. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.